Slack Guy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to your favorite podcast, the Slack Guy podcast with me, Dave Elliott. For a second there, I forgot the name of the podcast because I've been away. People are probably going, have you been away, Dave? We've been listening to the podcast for the past two weeks. We've been watching you. You've been here. No, that was trickery. That was um, taking advantage. That was, um, what did you call it? Deceit. Ben, deceit. We used the powers of technology to fill in me in the past to bring me to the present. Is that like something in a Terminator movie? Like something like, oh, you, we're using the power from the past to bring you to the present and the future. Because John Connor, I'm looking for him now. Um, but no, genuinely, we just filmed a bulk couple of episodes because I took myself off for two weeks. Took myself off on holidays with my family to relax. Now, I mean, it, it, I, Ben, where do you watch? Do you watch the podcast or do you listen to the podcast? What What would be your sort of main way to check out podcasts? Uh, listen. Listen, right, okay. Well, people who are listening to the podcast, definitely take a wee minute to go onto your YouTube the wee app on your phone or in your computer, whatever you TV these days, maybe too. And type in Sly Guy Podcast, Dave Elliott, and just come across the channel that, that we use um and subscribe because this week I am I'm worth seeing. I am golden bronzed from my, my week away. I mean Ben, what country do you think it looks like I've been to? If you're just looking at my tan? Somewhere in Spain. Somewhere in Spain. I do quite look... But I actually do look like... You know the character from um, Gladiator, the Spaniard? I look like him if he hadn't been killed. And he lived for like an hour 20 years and just got really fat and lazy. That's why I like. I look like actually if he... If the Spaniard turned into, you know, Proximo. Do you remember Gladiator, the film? Uh, Oliver Reed's character. I'm Proximo. And he just died during the filming and they somehow used like stop motion to make them how they did that I don't know pretty impressive but yeah what I'm saying is it's worth taking your sly guy fix from your ears into your eyes because never have I looked sweeter than I do tan wise anyway fatter than I've been yes but more but more bronze so kind of I think I pull, do you think I pull it off Ben the tan look do you think I look good absolutely sexy absolutely should we rename this episode this week the sex podcast no the, as the sex guy, no, sexy would have worked, but the letter wise, the, wouldn't, the sexy guy podcast wouldn't be the sex. I was, I was thinking three letters rather than the actual phrase. I mean, it would be quite ironic to call it the sex guy podcast, but we'll not get into that. Um, But I'm back. I'm bronzed. I'm relaxed. I'm glad to be back here. I forgot how to podcast for a while there. This is about the fifth attempt. I've tried to just, you know, get into the podcast and again, rambling. How are we all doing? I hope we're feeling well. Hope we're we're glad to have me back. Hope you've missed me, you know, because I've missed the listeners. I've missed, um, I've missed the snake rat. Who, by the way, is birthday this week, guys. So if you want to show the snake rat some love, um, hit hit him up on social media with a wee emoji of like a snake and a rat, and you know the emoji that's that. Hit him up with that as well. Say happy birthday, snake rat. What age were you, Ben? Thirty one. Oh wow! I I actually thought it was it was the big three o. I thought you were only thirty, so you're an old bastard like me. Then that's, you know, all being well, you'll be thirty two on your next birthday. You know what I am? My next birthday, thirty five, old bastard, and that's a matter of months away. But um, yeah, it's good. So did you do much for the birthday? Did you get many nice presents? Is what I want to know. Got a nice big bottle of whiskey. Nice. What sort of whiskey is there? Are you allowed to say any brands? It was a uh, how many Jim Beam one. Oh, bourbon. Very nice, Jim. You know who likes Jim Beam? Schwarzenegger. Loves it. It's his favourite drink. 
Mm. And apparently now, again, I know a lot of budding, but try saying this fast, a lot of budding bodybuilders <laughs> listen to this podcast too to get fitness advice from the physique guy, of course. But um, apparently Arnold Schwarzenegger in the film Pumping Iron, which is one of my favourite films, he um, basically said that drinking bourbon just um, made him jacked and got a good pump. So what he used to do though, which I thought was quite an interesting set, you'd take the gym beam lid, you'd pour a wee bit of bourbon into it, and then he'd just go, glug, 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 glug. And it was just a great sight. Watch Pumping Iron, by the way. Great film. Um, so it's nice. Do you feel any older? Do you feel any weaker in your joints? Do you feel... Happier in your, you're a bit more, you're a bit tanned yourself. I thought I was gonna come here and really show you up. I do obviously because the hairs on my arm have turned from brown to uh, to blonde. That's a serious tan. But you definitely look kissed by the sun. You don't look like you've been necked by the sun. You look like you, you look like you've been in bed. Like do you ever have your kids when they're in bed and you just see them sleeping and you as a dad you walk in and you just give them a wee on their head. That's like what it looks like. What the sun has done to you. Whereas I look like I have been, once again, but myself, lying in bed. And, you know, my wife has just come in and just started snogging a face of me in my sleep. Which, you know, it's a bit unfair because I don't be able to consent to that. But I love her and we, we share bands together and that's why she does that. But she was necking me, you know, so she got into me. Um, I nearly made a, a very niche wrestling reference there. Don't know if you get this. It could be a Celtic fan. Reference, but I was going to call my who refer to my wife as uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. You know, do you know that reference? He's a wrestler, but also a free kick master for Celtic. But he probably went by Shinsuke Nakamura. I don't know. But um, my point is, I'm very tanned, and you're just you you, you look healthy. That's what I'd say. I look like um uh, I look like I'm a, a bit of leather. You look, I look like I would be in a stall in Spain. You know, I look like you could go in and buy me. You know, whereas you look like you just look healthy. Do you feel healthy? Do you feel uh? Do you feel good? I do. Are you yeah. glad to be back? Have you missed me for two weeks? Fuck, I haven't even said about that. Have you missed doing the podcast? Or was it back to like, remember whenever you quit Boytown and then the whole operation, it just crumbled there thereafter. Now, to be fair, I did want out for the, for longer probably than him, but he was the, the straw that broke the camel's dick or whatever the saying is. But you, um, did you, you know when you were away from Boytown, it took a lot of bribery to get you back. You know, it took it took a lot of offerings. I felt like I was um, really negotiating with you for a while. I had to agree first of all to an increase in salary from zero to a five or a month. Then I had to negotiate um, circumstances as well. So you you were like, listen, I'll come back, but the 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 standard of the training facilities are not acceptable. You need to up the standard. You need to buy get more equipment. Then that was one of your standards. I also had to provide you with fudge every week. Um, and a brand new pair of Jordans every two months. So we agreed the deal and you got back. But during that period of boy time when you weren't doing it, you said you needed a bit of a break at least. Having the two-week break from this podcast, did you miss it or were you like, I like this, I could maybe just never do this again? I definitely missed it. That's good. Because a bit of me saw your face there and I went, maybe you just don't want to do this anymore. You're kind of like, yeah, you know. I'd be chilling like you. Um, You've bought a caravan there not so long ago and you've been spending a lot of time in the sun, you've been getting the weather for it, and um, again, not being obviously wearing maybe factor fifty, I don't know, but um, you've just been really seeming to be in a, in a more chill place. Obviously, with the editing and stuff, the Champions League weird, you're up to your eyes, but we'll not worry about that. But yeah, I'm glad to be back. I've missed you. I've missed the podcast, and um, as much as holidays was enjoyable, um, it's good to be back to work. 
you know, it's good to be back doing what I love, the podcast for the people. And I mean, a lot of people this week in my DMs have been referring to me as the king. The king is back. The king in North Down is back in the podcast. And I mean, I love it. Some people might might struggle with that, might be feeling a little bit egomaniacally, like a wee bit imposter syndrome but I've embraced it. I, I am the king, and the king is back, and I'm the best solo podcaster in the country, maybe the world, who knows, but I'm back, the king of North Down, I'm feeling, I am feeling good. Now, my holiday was relaxing, let me just say, it was, on paper, could have potentially been one of the, the most stressful experiences of all time, and uh, after the first day of the holiday, I, I I thought it was going to be the worst. Because effectively, the the first day of my holiday was potentially the worst day of all time for many for many reasons. First of all, for those that don't know, we, we went to the Devon region. Now, long-time listeners of the podcast know, what's my favourite TV show, Ben? And don't say Eurotrash. Uh, Pardon? Oh, I thought you said Powerful Girls. <laughs> it's like Powerpuff Girls. What's my favourite show? Oh, Powerful Girls. I was like, what the hell is that on Babe Station? The par- um, but no, but it's not Powerpuff Girls, although it's an honourable mention. Um, my favourite TV show recently has been Devon and Cornwall. This TV show it's just basically shows you what goes on in the counties of Devon and Cornwall. Maybe that's a sign of the times that I'm just an old guy now. I don't care. I enjoy it. I like what they get up to. And I thought, hey, we're going to go to Devon and have a good time. So... Um, as is the case, I in my in my relationship, um, with Shinsuke Nakamura, I kind of um, I'm I'm I'd be the more laid back one. I would say I think she would admit to that herself. I say laid back. She says probably just doesn't listen, you know, or pay attention, you know, potato potato. So she basically her and um, uh, my my friend's wife basically organized this holiday, which was weird because my friend's wife and my friend didn't come on the holiday, but they just like got no, they did. Um, but they arranged this holiday, which on paper, it sounded like a wee bit like clutching at straws, you know, because obviously I like to go away to hot places, you know, you can tell, you can tell by the tan. I bronze well. I like to go to the sun. I am um, like imagine Ray Winston and Sexy Beast on the Sun Lounger. That's what this guy gives you on a, on a holiday. So whenever I heard that we weren't going to the sun, I was a wee bit... Um, and you know what, actually, I wasn't sad. Because obviously COVID is still kicking about. And I, you know, I did put the K-wash in that. And I said, like, I'm a bit scared. I'm st- I still think COVID is... I mean, a lot of people out there, I probably go, fucking, what are you? Some kind of flipping big pansy or something? If you think COVID... Yeah, I still think it's real. I'm still scared of it. And um, I was like, let's just go somewhere within, like... Somewhere you don't have to fly to. So um, my my wife and, and her friend, they, they booked us this great holiday in Devon and Longleat. So that was all good. Didn't want to fly, got a boat. Now, that's a fun, scenic way to be. You know, get to look at nice sights, have a good time. But whenever you're a three-year-old and an under one, a bit of a tr- struggle in terms of the driving stuff. So we drove down there. We drove from, from here, from the Gold Coast of North Down to Dublin. Um, which, by the way, I I I had to actually hide, um, on you know under the boot. You know the way you, you open the boot, you have a boot, but then you have an underlayer. I had to hide in the underlayer of the boot once I left the kingdom of North Down because there's 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 a number in my head. If I leave the North Down region, people don't want me there because I've slandered everywhere else outside the kingdom. And you know what? I stand by it. So um, I had to hide there. We got down to Dublin and got a boat from Dublin to Holyhead. And then we were to drive from Hollyhead to Devon, which is, uh, for those who don't know, 
a long drive. So it's probably, I don't know, six hours or whatever. So we we thought, you know, again, smart thinking from, from my wife. She goes, right, we'll book a wee hotel somewhere kind of nice looking, you know, somewhere it looks like a decent wee town. So the spot that they booked for the night one to just break up the drive was Worcester, which I don't understand how it's called Worcester when it's spelt Worcester. Again, people have discussed this about the sauce. And I agree with the place. So we got there anyway, and we got there. It was the the final night of the uh, of the Euros. So England were playing Italy in the final of the Euros, and you know when we got there, I thought, right, this would be great. Get there, kids will go to bed. Me and my mate Griff will get down, watch the 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 final somewhere, and it'll be all good. So we um in a lap of luxury staying in the Premier Inn, and. By the time we got in with a drive, the game was just about to start. So the you know the wives very kindly said, "Listen, guys, go down, watch the football, and you know we'll put the kids to bed. It'll be grand." So we headed down to watch the football. Now, what was great was obviously everyone in Worcester were just in local pubs, and the place was. I mean, this is the this don't isolate this, but I kind of was supporting England a bit during the tournament because a. I bet on them before the, the tournament started because I thought they had a strong team in paper. B, and then the people might want to admit this, but whenever there's any home nation team, whether it be Scotland, Wales, England, Northern Ireland, Ireland, in um, a tournament, whether it be the World Cup or the Euros, the further any team goes, the more interest there is you know, within our area. Would you agree with that, Ben? So further England going, there's more interest now. I was sort of getting involved with the fact that I thought, oh, it'd be quite nice if England won. Then I remembered England supporters and media and pundits, and I thought, oh, no, that's the worst thing in the world. So with the, within being in Worcester for um, probably all of 10 minutes, seeing people walking around the city um, with their, their kits on and their flags, oh, I was like, nah, fucking let's go. Fever Italia, you know, Forza, whatever, get behind them. But... um. That was good, and I got anxiety as well. I was like, I can't go to a pub and watch this. Thankfully, we went just downstairs to watch it in the in the hotel, and it was basically myself, my mate Griff, um, this old man and his wife, who, by the way, spoke, if you listen to Boytown, exactly like the character Alan Todd. He's like, the fucking, get fucking Grealish on, mate. And it was just, it was nice. And then the, a, a dad, an older dad, and his son, who was about my age, which is just a nice vibe, you know? So six of us, basically, and a barman, watching this game, so we got loads of pints on board, um, I say loads, we went with, the, no one would be driving the next day, didn't want to get a load on, didn't want to get too hammered, but at the same time, hey, when the kids are away, the adults, will, that was not the, the analogy I wanted, when, the, when the, the cat is away, the rats are loose, and that's what happened, so I thought, listen, we'll just, the pints were easy to be served, we probably had about, like by the end of it, eight pints. You know, we're getting involved in it, going to penalties, all very exciting, eight pints. Now, during that melee, got a wee text, you know, sent a courtesy text to Catherine saying, how are the girls? And she wrote back saying, terrible. And I wrote back saying, do you need me? And her being a good wife, went, she lied probably and said, no. Now again, this is probably a loaded statement, but she went, just you stay down there and watch the game. Now, you could have taken that as a way, like, oh, just you stay there and watch the game. Or you could have taken, like, oh, just you stay there and don't watch the game if you grand. I took it as a ladder and went, okay, I will. More pints. That was fine. So then another text came through in the second half, being like, they're all still awake. Holly's crying. Matilda's crying. 
I have a busting headache. And I was like, true, but also penalties. So I was like, listen, the game's winding up. This is, by the way, before extra time had started. The game's winding up, going to penalties. I'll be up. I'll sort it. Don't worry. I think she wrote back something, you know, just to, to agree to that, like, fuck off or whatever, but it was fine. So then we watched the penalties. It was grand. As soon as the penalties were done, straight up to the room, and, yeah, bedlam. Went up. I don't know what had gone on. Again, if anyone's a sleep expert out here, um, but my kids were just not in the mood to sleep. The baby is the loudest baby ever. She was just screaming in her cot. That was a problem. She eventually went to sleep, whereas... My three-year-old Holly kind of woke up, went to sleep, woke up, went to sleep. And was kind of in... Ben, I don't know if you as a dad have ever encountered... Like, have you ever seen the movie Step Brothers? Yeah. You know the way in that they're like, oh, Dale and Brennan, if they're sleepwalking, don't wake them. Have you ever experienced your kids in a state that's almost like asleep? Are they awake? Are they asleep? And it's not a nice place. It's like... And that was happening with Holly, right? But Holly was apparently crying the whole time since she missed her doggy. Now, she's been on holidays before. But she's probably not to this at an age where she'd remember it. So brought her there. She's like, oh, I miss my doggy. We're like, I'll be grand. We'll see him in two weeks. We're chilling. Don't worry. And she was getting so wound up that she was just crying hysterically. So eventually I said, just you go to sleep. I'll take care of Holly. So Catherine went to sleep. Holly was lying in her bed, missing her doggy, really like hyperventilating, crying, awake, asleep, awake, asleep. It was, it was awkward. So, and again, I'm at this stage, I'm like, I could do some like nuts or a packet of crisps or something because I have probably too many pints and a bit of an empty stomach. But then all of a sudden, I just was lying in bed and I was in double bed. Holly was in a single beside me. So I was there, Catherine was there. Baby was at the foot of the bed. I just heard this noise. I was like, what's that? Boke. I was like, oh no, has Holly just boked? Yes, she had cried so much that all the mucus and all had made her boke. So I was like, oh shit, better get her out of bed because she's boked, which I thought would be a little bit. So I then lifted her out of bed. As I lifted her, another stream of boke. Turns out it wasn't just a little bit. Have you ever seen Exorcist? Exorcist boke. So she boked on me. I was like, oh fuck, when I lifted her, she boke. I didn't realize this the next morning when we woke the baby. She boke in like a stream of boke. And as I lifted her, the boke just cascaded over the baby, <laughs> so the baby's covering book, I was covering book, I brought her into the bathroom, because I was trying not to wake Catherine at this point, because she's had them all night, brought them into the bathroom, baby just booked all down me here, all down me here, and it's like four big chunders all over me, and by the way, if a baby's ever been sick on you, it's okay, you know, it's just milk, it's fine, you just, baby's booked, that's alright, a three year old booking on you, worst experience ever, her book smelled like full adult book, it was, uh, I've just been booked on, Basically, to me, like by a full adult, it looked like there was chewed up bits of kebab in her book. There was like bits of sweet corn, bits of chewed up pasta, bits of pasta she just swallowed whole, like some sort of dog. And it was just all over me. And then obviously she had booked everywhere. She was in hysterics. So then I had to try and calm her down. Had to put her in a bath and wash her. Had to try to not, obviously I tried to not wake Catherine. I went in and was like, I need help. The baby's been sick. My first thought is, she's a nurse. Sick is her bread and butter. You know, this is walking the park. So she was like, at this point again, we're trying to be cautious because we don't want to wake the baby because if she's up, we're fucked. So um, we had to subtly get get Holly bathed. I, I got a new t-shirt that I was wearing um, at the game. Nice new t-shirt. Wore it just and travelled down. Got there, booked all over, left the bin. Fucked. So obviously I had to go down then to the 
to the reception and be like, listen, can I get loads of new bed sheets, please? And um, and something to store it in because there's been a bit of a problem in my room. Problem with that being Ben, the guy working down at the at the reception was the same guy who spent a lot of the night just nipping into the bar to watch the game. So he had just seen me neck the region of six to ten pints. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, there's been a bit of an accident with Boke in the room. So he's clearly gone, this guy's boked everywhere. So I, whenever he came up, he's like, he was like an old dad guy. So he's like a guy who'd be like just your dad. So he didn't really know how to deal with the situation much. So he came up and he was like, what do you need, mate? And I was like, oh, I don't know, just new bed sheets and a towel. So he came up with a towel and a bin bag. And I was like, oh, we'll need more than that. You know, because we basically had all her bedding to be put into these bin bags. And then he had to do about three runs. By this stage, the guy was just sweating. He's like, fuck, mate, do you need anything else? And I was like, no, I'm all right, thanks. So he got all that in. I ended up having to sleep with Holly in the double bed and put Catherine in the single bed, which had been redressed so she could get a night's sleep. I was all fine. Um, but first night of holiday, I'm thinking, this is going to be the most stressful two weeks of my life. If she's as hysterical about our dog, we have two weeks of this, and she's not going to see a dog, it's going to be a nightmare. So this sort of like weird sleep-awake version of her, horrendous. So the next day, I had to somehow bribe her to be like, listen, you hate, the, like she hates the dog normally. She just doesn't like him. She just thinks, always scared of him, jumps, ah. But now all of a sudden she loves him. So I'm like, right, I can bri- if I buy you a cuddly toy of the dog as like a representation of him, would that make you happy? And she's, she is young. She is sort of, um, I guess, you know, still very sweet and and, and, and cute and, and everything but she's also very savvy and knows a deal you know she's going to be a businesswoman. she's like so you get, I get a new present if I fuck up and I say effectively and I did got her that and it sort of settled her for a bit which I know people are probably you shouldn't probably bribe your kids um, but I do you know it's fine it is what it is it stopped her then so that was a problem for us so we then, we then were sort of worried for the next few days that we might have this problem so after an absolute nightmare night in Worcester about two hours sleep we got we had a drive from there to um to Devon to stay in this really this farmhouse which again after the first night I'm like is going to be terrible so um before we got to the farmhouse we stopped in the wee town that the farmhouse is on paper in a place called Painton which I'd never heard of but it was like supposed to be by the sea so I thought oh this is going to be pretty nice Went to painting and it was, I mean, if Blackpool was tacky, it would be painting. I mean, painting, it's hard to describe, but like, paint, the population of painting, the only place maybe on a par of painting in terms of places that I've hated being in is Lisburn. And I've said enough about Lisburn before, but painting, um, the, the population of painting are just like, like a walking dead army, except the people are all, you know, in The Walking Dead, you know, obviously, didn't they get infected in The, in the Walking Dead? That, there was an infection. These guys, their virus is they're all wearing, you know, those yeah, those green lanyards with the sunflowers on them, which means I don't have, I don't want to wear a mask. And you look at most of these people and go, I think COVID's probably the least of your worries. You know, I think the fact that you, you know, um, for breakfast, you don't have Weedabix, you have heroin. I think that's maybe a place to start. Start, You know, that's a problem in and of itself. So these guys are still walking around. It, it, like, only shops that there were in painting were, like, shabines. Not even bars, just shabines that have been set up in street corners. There was, um, I guess, 
you know, cash for gold shops that loads of them and just places that sell fridge magnets and that's all you can get in painting. So if you're looking to get like probably potching under a counter, you're looking to get a nice magnet of a railway or you just want to swap some stolen jewellery for cash, painting's a place to go. So first day of the new holiday, I'm thinking, oh no, I've just been up all night to our sleep. We are staying in... We're staying in... We're staying in... Devon's Lisburn. I'm thinking, this is it. I have died. I'm dead. Heaven is not for me, clearly. I've been forced into hell. This is it. It's terrible. So after that, obviously, because I didn't book the holiday, I didn't want to say, oh, well, this is shit. So I just had to sort of get it, go to the farmhouse. So by the time I'm thinking of farmhouse, I'm thinking the word farm's probably being replaced by the word whore. I think I'm going to be staying in a brothel. I think it's going to be a her house full of the walking dead with these people wearing these fucking green lanyards. Who, by the way, I am a mind blown by my wife on holiday and not in that way. She said something to me that was like, I never thought about it before. You know, these people are like wearing the lanyards, not even with anything clipped to them, just the lanyards. Walking about being like, I'll not be told to wear a mask. This is stifling my freedom. Uh, she just went to me, you know what would be worse than having to wear a mask at the shop? And I went, what's that? And she went, getting COVID. And I went, that's a very valid point that I haven't thought about. But yet these people who are apparently are vulnerable and have breathing difficulties are going to places without wearing masks. So we're more likely to get it. Therefore, more likely to die. And therefore, duh. So I wasn't too promised. And then we got to the farmhouse. And by the way, what a place that was. We ended up renting this farmhouse that was just brilliant a really good big farmhouse by the sea a beach and a farm within walking distance beautiful and it was slightly outside painting which was nice in a place called churston so there's another nice town called brixham brixham which by the way heavily featured in devon and cornwall never once has painted been featured on devon and cornwall for obvious reasons but um what a spot and we never went back to painting we're like no i'm not going back there ever ever in my life um, but the, thankfully the holiday just went on the up from there. So it was two weeks. We had one week in this just tranquil farmhouse and it was just beautiful. And for me as a super nerd of Devon and Cornwall, I just wanted to go to all the places that were featured in Devon and Cornwall. So we went to um, a restaurant called the Prince William, who, which in Devon and Cornwall, by the way, uh, was featured because it has this guy, this dude, it's got his own wee personal trawlership. He goes out fishing every day and brings fresh fish to this restaurant and they cook up the same fish that he's caught that day. Isn't that sweet? So um, I went there. What a meal that was, by the way. Delicious. Obviously so many, so many pints of cider. And pina coladas as well. I don't know why I, I, I stocked up in pina coladas. Um, but it did and it was great. I met a guy, the guy who actually, oh, it sounds very sexual. I met a guy who was featured on Devon and Cornwall, the guy that owned the restaurant, the main guy, he was featured on it just on TV show. And, I mean, <coughs> I've met people through doing this kind of stuff who have been celebrities and I have, like, been, you know, casual with them. I've been, like, sound, whatever, it's fine. Just They're just people. At the end of the day, not a problem. This guy from the TV show Devon Cornwall, starstruck. Uh, so much so that Mick Griff said to him, this guy, weirdly, is the biggest fan of the TV show Devon Cornwall. Can he get a picture with you? So I got a picture with the guy. And I will put it in social media, but um, I needed people to know the context of 
that other than other than that it looks like I'm just posting it looks like I'm posting a photo of a with me and a relative on a on a holiday and it looks when you post photos of a relative on a holiday who's a bit older, it looks like they've passed away and people be like, Oh, sorry to hear about your uncle and I'd be like, Yes, that's not my uncle, it's just a guy, it's my favourite guy of the T V show. Don't worry about it. So I got a photo of him. It wasn't embarrassing at all. I was I was fanboying with him and it was just it was just a great time and it was an honour. You know, it was an honour to go there. And um one of the uh, the the biggest things from the TV show Devon Cornwall is a wee um, village called Clovelly. Have you ever heard of Clovelly? It's quite a well known place. It's basically, I don't know how it, it's a private village now. It's owned by one guy, which is very me, by the way. If ever there was anyone that would like to own their own village, this guy. Um, so if any villages for sale, let me know. But it's called Clovelly, and it's like a very steep old village, like with loads of cobbled steps. You have to get down to it. So I, I said, look, we're going to leave our friends. They didn't want to go to Clovelly. That's fair enough. Because it was a two-hour drive from the farmhouse. But I said, I'm not coming here. Having watched Devon Cornwall, I'm not going there. So we went there. Um, when we got in there, I was there with my wife, Catherine, Holly, Matilda. Matilda in a pram because she's a baby. So we went through to the, uh, like the tourist part of the village because you have to pay to get into this village. Again, very me. But um, as we went in, there was a woman who, by the way, so they spoke. She was like, um, I mean, nearly the Newcastle there. She's like, uh, what, what's it? Speak like a bit like this down there. So they do. She was like, I wouldn't be bringing a pram if I were you. And I was like, why is that? And she goes, because the cobble streets. And it's so so steep. And I was like, listen, the options are either this. We bring the baby strapped to me in blistering heat or try to fucking force the pram down. I forced the pram. Never should have been a sweater or human being in life. From the time I got to the top of this village to the bottom, it was an incline like that. So it was almost like I was just holding the pram, trying to walk down cobble streets. And I'm a big man with big feet. But you know what's not very strong about me? The, pl- the, the part between my leg bones and my foot. You know that ankle area? Not strong. Occasionally just goes... Bleh. And going down there, I thought, I'm going to fucking drop this baby in the sea. And then I'll be the bad guy, even though... Clearly, why is this village not got a tarmac street yet? You know what? Where are, where are, <laughs> when you need them? You know, where, where are the guys? Um. So we eventually got down there. Like at the beginning, when I thought it was in hell, I started thinking I was in heaven from being in Devon. And as I got down to the bottom of Clovelly, just as I was parched, I went to the Red Lion Hotel, strongly featured in Devon, Cornwall. Had a cold pint of cider, psyching myself up to go back up the hill. Some woman was just like, you know, they do Land Rover up and down. And I was like, what? So we got in the back of Land Rover and got driven to the top again. So thank God I didn't have to lift up because I might have had, had a heart attack and, and got back. But it was beautiful and great. Um, it's a wonderful time. And then by then I was just like enjoying being sweaty. You know, I just was kind of in it. I was like, this is how I'm going to be in this holiday is just sweaty. I'm not in the Costa del Sol, but I don't care. I'm sweaty. I'm living in a farmhouse. There's horses in the farmhouse. I'm riding horses at night, obviously, because during the day their owners and stuff are about. So I was just, I was going to say bareback riding a horse, but that's what it would be without a saddle in the band, bareback. <coughs> Whereas all perverts that listen to this will think I've been fucking a horse without a condom. Hey, potato, potato. Um, but one of the, uh, the greatest surprises of the holiday was remembering that Buckfast Abbey, the home of the monks who make Buckfast, is in Devon. And 
we went there. Now, I've been to Buckfast Abbey before, but the first time I went was actually 10 years ago. So this is like, I go every decade to Buckfast Abbey to pay my respect. 10 years ago, I was visiting a friend in Southampton and we thought, hey, we can't get Buckfast anywhere. At that stage, I was really into my Buckfast. So we're like, we'll drive to Buckfast Abbey and buy bottles of Buckfast off the monks, personally. So we did that. When we went there then, we sort of thought it was going to be like, you know, the Coca-Cola factory. You just go there, there'll be a load of Buckfast, it'll be grand. Turns out just a full religious place. You know, people are there to pay respects to God. The shop is full of like religious books, texts, artifacts, you know, like we praying things, you know, like we, we statues, we crosses, we, we Marys and all. Um, and we were very much uh, out of uh, sorts there we we shouldn't have been there but we were we got what we wanted and we left <clears throat> so this time i thought you know what i know what to expect it's a place of worship we'll go whatever of course ball ball of book fast but don't worry about that but it's just a nice moment to return 10 years later with my family my children and my wife to say this is why i have made so many ill thought decisions in my life these monks these guys. And Catherine was like, I don't really want to go to Buckfast Abbey. But when she went, she was like, this is probably one of the most beautiful places I've ever been. And it was very serene. It was a very um, beautiful place, which is ironic because it's the home of the iconic tonic. Um, but, you know, very serene, very peaceful. And uh, I actually got myself something this, t- this time when I was there. Got an actual Buckfast Abbey monk. Key ring. So there you have it, a wee key ring of a monk from the Abbey. Um, so it was a good time. But um, whenever we were there with the family, my mate Griff went there too. And he is a, a bit of a hallion on the Buckfast as well. So once I went around with the family, had a nice walk around the gardens. It's actually been a bit developed since the last time I was there with a new gift shop, etc. But um, we went around and f- for some reason we thought, you know what, we'll get photos outside the Abbey. But, I mean, you can't really, you know, get a photo outside Buckfast Abbey without holding a bottle of Buckfast. Now, I know people are there, there to worship. We were there to be bollockses, you know. So I think we want to just get a photo out the front holding this bottle of Buckfast. And I've never felt more dirty in my life. Like, I thought if anyone sees me, they're going to go... <laughs> Disgusting. But... I did it, I whipped it out, I got a photo of the bottle and I felt very dirty. I felt like I felt like it was inappropriate to get the photo. It was kinda like, you know, if you're at like say your granny's funeral and you know, you just pop a bollocks out. You know, you just pop one ball out of your suit and then you walk up the aisle to the pulpit to do a reading about how much you love your granny with one of your waxy balls out. Now people are going, Why is your balls waxy? Because hey, I use Manscaped and it's not hairy, it's smooth and waxy but yeah it definitely felt bad and I thought in that moment I'm no longer a young guy I'm an old man who is no fun anymore and is scared of consequences which you learn about a lot but that was fine that was the, the highlights of Devon lots of things to do lots of seafood lots of cider then we headed to Longleat the Centre Parks which by the way I thought Centre Parks before I'd never been before I kind of in my head thought Centre Parks would be a bit like like Butlins you know but then thankfully Got in the car park, saw a lot of, you know, you know, SUVs, a lot of posh cars, a lot of like, you know, a lot of Tucson's like I drive, a lot of, um, you know, Mercs, BMs, few Jaguars. I thought, okay, 
that's fine. We're not in painting anymore. I can buy into this. And it was a nice spot. You know, the only awkward thing is you have to leave your car. You're allowed to bring your car in for a day to, like, bring your stuff into the, the wee flat house you're staying in. And then you have to leave your car out of the complex because you're just people riding bikes and walking and prams and all. It's very nice. Spent a lot of time there. The kids loved it. They went swimming. That's basically all there was to do for kids, swimming. Um, obviously, if their kids are a bit older than mine, they can do stuff like jumping up and down, attach the ropes and you know, going to, like, I don't know, other outside lakes, more swimming, being on. I said B-days, I meant pedalos. You could probably get a B-day if you really wanted. But, yeah, it was just a really nice place. I enjoyed Centre Parks a lot. And then we went to Longleat Safari Park, which is, like, I guess, like, you know me, a National Trust guy. It was, like, National Trust with fucking lions and tigers. And, I mean, that is something I'd like to see. I think they should actually bring lions and tigers and just fucking let them loose in Mount Stewart. Not tell anyone. Make it a surprise to our new ecosystem. Bring bears. Let them loose in Longleat. Speaking of bears and Longleat, by the way, I bought this bear in Longleat, a little mascot for the um, for the podcast. Again, because a lot of people refer to me as Papa Bear. I thought, hey, we'll get a bear. And Ben very, um, very intelligently suggested that we should do a little competition here in the podcast as to what we name the mascot bear. So... We'll do something, if you, on this, we'll make a video, Ben, can you make this a clip? We'll make this a clip. See on the clip of this video, write in the comments what you would name the Sly Guy Podcast Bear, and the best suggestion will will be the name of the bear going forward. Ben, do you have any suggestions? Numbnuts spring to mind, but uh... I thought you said numbnuts spring to mind. Numbnuts spring, call them numbnuts, numbnuts the bear. Um, I think I would just call him. <laughs> I was gonna go. I nearly full Paul Gascoigne there. I think I'll just call him Little Bear. Like you saw in there, you're Little Bear, bastard. Um, but yeah, I, I have no idea what to call him. So whoever gives the best name, we will name this guy. For now, he's known as Little Bear. Um, after the best suggestion. But yeah, it was a really good time. I feel refreshed. As I said, drank a lot of cider, did a lot of barbecues. You know what? What's better? I mean, and that was definitely the highlight of the holiday was when the kids went to bed and it was just the adults left and we did what like what guys my age would do, played the chase, played Cluedo, played cards and drank and it made good time, Ben. Very relaxing. Good time. But I had said I was gonna do um some bonus Patreon episodes when I was away. I was very quickly told just stop thinking about stuff, about work. And just be in the moment with your family. So I spent two weeks with my family and I enjoyed it. You know, and I'm sorry there wasn't bonus Patreon podcasts as there normally is. But, you know, sometimes you just got to do what you got to do. So I had a great holiday. I'm back. I'm refreshed. Hopefully this has been fun. I've enjoyed it. I mean, if you're still listening to this in your ears, why aren't you on YouTube yet to look at this tan? Because seriously, I would suck my arm off of it if it had a dick. It's so beautiful. <laughs> um... But that's where we're at. What else do we have to talk about? I forget how to do this. I was going to talk about vaccine passports, but then I think I've just spoken long enough. So basically, my point is, hey, who cares? If you're allowed to get in somewhere, just fucking do whatever you need to do. You know, I saw something on Twitter today that was like, uh, all these people complaining about how dare we get vaccine passports. And then they were like, the person was like, so if you're so against that, would you not just give up your actual passport? And it was like, mind blown, fair point. Um, just basically don't be an idiot get the vaccine have you had the vaccine Ben? Yeah, my second one on Sunday. nice good man you'll be vaccined up I'm double jabbed and I've also had the vaccine 
But yeah, I am. I'm, I'm feeling good, and I think this is where I'm worried though, because obviously, there's a, the, the hospitals apparently are getting overwhelmed again with COVID. All the people that just haven't had the vaccine are getting it. Hey guys, come on, just do it. What's it? I mean, you're already ploughed with other things, aren't you? I was thinking about this too. I went to South Africa when I was 16, and I had more needles in me than. I mean, it's got, once again, going to make a, a bumming joke, but I'm not going to. I I just took everything. I got malaria. I got whatever else. All injected in me. Didn't, didn't give a second thought. Nowadays, people are like, what are they giving us? Hey, if super intelligent doctors are doing it, hey, I'm a single word science guy. Give it. Jab me. How, see if they said to me, to stop you from getting COVID, you had to eat a piece of shit with the vaccine. I would probably do it. You know, that's how I feel about it. But let's just get back to normal and try and be healthy again. But by, oh, by the way, as well, in England... I was there for the, the so-called Freedom Day, where people are like you don't. Basically, all of a sudden in England, they went, "Oh no, please come to arrest me for being a, a freedom of speech guy." And basically, in England, they just decided all of a sudden, yeah, masks don't have to be worn in places. COVID's gone. But guess what? I just decided to wear a mask because I think I've been less sick, generally speaking, from wearing a mask. And while COVID's still kicking about. Hey, I don't want to get it, and I don't want to give it to people. So, I just wear a mask and see if you don't. If you want to be one of these wankers that gives off by people, and um, wearing a mask, you get over it. You know, it's people's choice. I'm like, I'm like those those sweet Asian tourists that have been wearing masks for years now. That's just gonna be part of my life. Next, maybe I was gonna say I'll maybe get one of those like little umbrellas to stop me from tanning. I will never stop tanning, even if they're like Dave. You're making yourself seriously ill. You're you're dehydrating yourselves, and all your moles are getting very crusty. I'll be like, I'll never stop tanning. If there's sun, I will be in it. I love sun. Right. Anyway, speaking of how long have been talking shit for? Over half an hour. Forty minutes. Yeah. Oh, bollocks. Um, Patreon. We're balls deep in the Champions League. Of weird at the minute. We're on like how many episodes? I know two or three. But it's getting, it's heating up. We're finding our flow. The first couple of episodes were a little bit um, exploratory, would you say, Ben? We're just finding our feet. Now we're in a rhythm. It's coming. It's pumping. It's it's great. We, we're, we're getting in the middle of that. So if you want to see what else we're doing on Patreon, get over to Sly Guy Podcast um, on Patreon. For two quid a month, you just get a bonus podcast every week, plus the Champions League of Weird, a lot of other stuff. If you want to pay a fiver, you get everything that we do. Over there, bonus clips, videos, things like that. As I'm starting um putting more stuff out with the production company, um I'm gonna be putting more things on Patreon. Ben and I are already working on more things. We're kinda of like Eminem and Dr. Dre here. We're just in the studio coming up with ideas as to as to what to put in Patreon. So again, patrons, anyone else that's not a patron, don't care about your opinion. But patrons, let me know if there's anything you'd like to see over there. We will we will do that. We will get um at it. Ulster Hall, I'm still hoping. We'll go ahead. I'm a little bit squeaky bummed that it could be delayed at some point because there's the hospitals are being fucking overrun again by idiots who just are fucking too young. You know what? See if you're you're too young and too stupid. You know there should you should be taken out. That's my opinion. But um, we're all being well. Ulster Hall still selling well. Hopefully we'll get those tickets sold. If you wanna, if you're, if if you're holding out for some reason and you haven't bought a ticket because you're like, oh, I don't know if it'll take place, it'll happen eventually. So if you buy a ticket, it'll end. If it's rescheduled, I've heard that, not heard that it is, but with any luck, will be grand. So I always want to say, you should come and see me because it'll be a good show. It'll be a good time. I'm working on the material. I'm loving it. I am feeling good. 
So get your Ulster Hall tickets. Everything's on my social media, DFLA Comedy, or the DFLA on Twitter, because DFLA Comedy's too long. That's the only context that you can ever refer to me. It's too long, apart from talking for too long. It's podcasting. See if Ben wants to get home and he's raging. Podcast brought to you by Bebe Adrianos. As usual, delighted to be representing my favourite burrito bar, the, the kings of the North Coast of the Gold Coast, not the North Coast, because it's a different place. But they're a multi-award winning burrito bar in High Street and Bangor. They have everything you want. You can get salads, burritos, burrito bowls, meatballs, and probably enchiladas if you really ask, because they're basically just burritos with cheese melted on top. I'm sure they could do that for you. Um, as well, but Bebe Adriano's have a delicious range of box meals. You can see one of the boxes there. It's empty. There's not actual food in there. Otherwise, you'd be like, why has he just got a little full box of food sitting behind him for weeks on end now? But the, the trademark box is called the Dirty Box, which is half chips, half rice, chicken, chili con carne, pulled pork, peppers, onions, tomato salsa, sweet corn salsa, cheese, and a sauce of your choice. And, of course, my personal favorite, the Dirty Cock and Cow Box, marinated steak, Mexican chicken, fries, sweet potato fries, peppers, and onions corn salsa lettuce and a sauce of your choice my personal favorite by the way is smoked paprika so if you're looking 10% off your first order download the Bebe Adriano's app or call OT at 914799988 that's OT at 914799988 and say Davey sent you and you listen to Sly Guy podcast and you, I know get a fist bump and maybe free tin of coke who cares they've told me Dave stop telling me that they're going to give free tins of coke and I say listen I'll never stop telling people you give free tins of coke because it's our little sign it's like you know who did this like was it like Star Trek thing or some nerd stuff? Yeah, that's like our nanu nanu or whatever the nerds do. We just say, listen, free tin of coke, and don't do, don't go in. Actually, don't go in and go free tin of coke. Otherwise, people might think, oh, I want to buy coke, and then you get phoned by the police and you'll be arrested. So don't do that. Um, the podcast is also brought to you in association with Manscaped. The Olympics, the Euros, all major championships and concerts are kicking off this summer, and it's hot and it's happening and it's groovy. But you know it's not hot and happening, groovy. A big man or a woman bush. Tame your pubes with the help of our friends at Manscaped, the leaders in below-the-waist grooming. The third-generation performance package includes the, the flagship Lawnmower 3.0. What I want to say, though, is don't buy the Lawnmower 3.0 just yet. Wait till next week's episode. Major news coming in relation to the Lawnmower 3.0. Now, the Lawnmower 3.0 will still be t- kicking about, I'd imagine, for a discounted rate. And I don't want to say why just yet. Big Manscaped news coming up next week but what I'm saying is this I'm down with Manscaped and I think down with pubes get them shaved off use Manscaped get yourself tidied up well, you know what was really key for me on my holidays I used the ball wipes because I was sweating down in my balls I just constantly it was like it was like a dripping tap there they the, the, Ben was there a hose pipe ban again here or was it just suggested to not very close to a hose pipe ban Basically, if they wanted like a dam to be filled, they should have just followed me around and just collected the sweat off my ball bag, the amount of sweat I was doing on my holidays. Thankfully, nobody did that because I was using the ball wipes and it feels so fresh and so clean. The, lo- the, the Olympics are still going on. They want me to talk about the Olympics. All of the athletes at the Olympics use Manscaped to shave their pubes. So if you want to win a gold medal in below the belt grooming, Get on Manscaped. No bronze, no silver, just gold standard pube removal. 
at Manscaped. And if you want a little bit of help with your Manscaped purchase, and by a little bit of help, I mean 20% off and free shipping. I don't mean I'm going to come around and shave your pubes. Unless you're really sexy and my wife signs it off, you know, that's not happening. But if you want 20% off and free shipping, please use the code SLYGUY at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code SLYGUY at Manscaped.com. That's SLYGUY at Manscaped.com. SLYGUY at Manscaped.com. Achieve pubic glory with your Olympic pubeless gold medal. And the podcast is also brought to you in association with Modest Beer. Thank you. If you want to know more about Modest Beer, go to their website, modestbeer.co.uk or look at them on social media at Modest Beer. And also speaking of, of plugs, if you want to rate and review the show, we have 197 reviews on the podcast if we can get up to 200 five star reviews ben what am i going to do shout it louder for those in the back absolutely live on patreon so if i can get that if you want to be the one to hit me up with that 200 you'll get a ben is going to you're going to make a what are are those things called they're like we tokens non-fungible tokens or something nfts yeah we're going to make an nft of me sucking my own dick when we get to 200 and you can buy that for a very reasonable price Ben how much money do you reckon that would, would get me sucking my own dick how much would it sell for 50 quid I mean I think the Sunday world would pay more than 50 quid for that Ben I think you've absolutely mugged me off there but I mean I think I was going to say maybe 200 but it's yours if you want it if that's what you guys want NFT of me suck my deck to celebrate 200. But yeah, I've got a few new reviews this week, which is great. Um, Prune44 <laughs> has said, um, hilarious and hard-hitting. Yes. I mean, that's short and sweet, but I mean, the, the Prune has said what the Prune wants, and I look like I'm a Prune. I'm so bronzed, let me just say that again. But yeah, the prune says hilarious and hard hitting. Yes, that's a great review. We also got a review from LK one million one hundred and twenty two thousand two hundred and twenty one. Clearly, some sort of distant cousin of Andre three thousand. But they have said great show from the king, and once again, call me the king. I'm here for that. The king of North Down keeps on delivering quality podcasts week after week. From sea swimmers to his dog's bile habits, we're never far away from a classic Dave rant. Stay sly. By the way, I want to come out and say something on the podcast, Ben. I went sea swimming on my holidays. But you know what? Did I post about it on social media? No. I just did I feel invigorated and refreshed. Did all of a sudden, for me stepping into the water and coming out, have I gone from just being Dave into being a life and health guru expert? just from being in the water have I gone into the water and come out starting to plug my own CBD line no I just went into the water and thought to myself hey this is nice to be in the water and on a hot day and that was fine and if people do that I have no problem with it but see the sea swimmers setting up their wee cameras running in for a dip and going for a dip where the dippers now you're dickheads that's who you are fuck dippers dickheads all these dickheads if you're going in the water to sea swim swim don't just go uh up to your knee and run out and go, oh my god, I'm still re-energized and recharged. It's not the, the it's not like a Beowulf, you know, where like Angelina Jolie walks in and comes out as like goes in as a monster and comes out as a real sexy golden 
bitch. It's just water. Go in, swim, get on with it. You can just swim for the sake of it. You're not going to be inspiring people because you get into water at three in the morning. Stop posting the times. Oh, um, nothing's more, nothing refreshes me for the day than a dip at half three in the morning. Yeah, because by seven o'clock you'll be fucked and want to go back to your bed, you loser. Go and and stop wearing those big coats. See those coats, They're like super the 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 dry coats they all wear. What do they call dry robe? Yeah, I hope I hope there's some sort of manufacture of malfunctioning dry robes and hope they all set on fire. And then you really need to get into the water. Just get in and swim. Stop dipping. And stop doing it for social media. Do it for the fact you enjoy it. And don't tell me about it. Just do it. See the people. Like, I saw someone in Ballyhome Beach and they had somebody filming them, right? They actually, this was a guy and it makes me embarrassed to say because a man of this age should not be doing this. A guy who's standing in Ballyhome Beach in a t-shirt and a pair of shorts, Ben. His missus, it looked like, was in a dry robe and had a phone and was filming him. And he was like, go. And he took his T-shirt off and he went, waddled into the water up to his knees. Like, oh, and then turned around, splashed a tiny bit of water, like the, the, the like a dribble on his cock. To be fair, probably the most liquid that's been on that thing. But he did that and he came out again, put his T-shirt back on and went. So he's just gone there to get a bit of footage for social media because he thinks that's cool. You know what? People that do that and then post about it like there's some sort of inspiration. The only thing they're inspiring me to do is want to kill myself, so stop it. All right? Why did you bring up sea swimming? But rate and review the podcast and I'll ask my own day and you get an NFT. Um, Naomi has said, this is listeners' questions now, by the way. Naomi said, tonight, Matthew, I'm going to be racist. Naomi, don't be. Let me see what it is. She sent me a video to YouTube, which, by the way, stories are all good. Can't really do YouTube here because, Ben, what's what's the problem with watching YouTube? Do you get barred or doesn't let you? I mean, I, I don't know. Let me see. It looks like it is a woman on some sort of stars in your eyes in Eastern Europe. Ben, can you get a photo of this woman? Oh, no. She's come out and she's doing the whole, like, you know why Stevie Wonder kind of, you know why Stevie Wonder's kind of like, and does this a lot? She's, Oh my god. Unless this woman's blind, this is the greatest mug off in the history. She's being carried on, like her arm held and brought out. This looks like a white woman. It's been black faced up. I mean, and she's at keyboards. Ben, could you play that without sound up on the screen behind me? Just get this woman on. Look at her smile. I mean, am I allowed any sound here at all for a second? Oh no, oh no. Oh no, she's really doing this. Oh no, if Stevie Wonder could see, he'd be offended. <laughs> no, she must sound like him. To look like that and get on like that, she has to sound like Stevie Wonder. You know what she doesn't sound like, Ben? Stevie Wonder. Now, she, she's definitely blacked herself up. Now, it's interesting to say this, and people may find it, like, you may want to cancel me for this, but I don't really care. I'm going to say she probably looks more like Stevie Wonder than if she wasn't wearing the makeup, you know, because if she, that's weird. See, if you're doing an impression of somebody, is obviously it is offensive. Yes, I get that. But would it not be more offensive if you turned up, like, say you turned up with just dreadlocks? sunglasses and a suit and you were just a white guy 
he'd be like, who are you supposed to be? And I'd be like, I'm Stevie Wonder. He'd be like, well, why do you look like Riff Raff? He'd be like, well, I'm not allowed to put the paint on, am I? So I don't know. I think I would rather, like, I would rather, I would rather somebody look like somebody. And if it was a real great impression, like, have you seen those Michael Jackson guys that are on YouTube that actually sound just like him? Those guys have put, like, a lot of, like, I guess, white paint on them. But they sound very good. And I just don't know, I think, yeah, it's definitely racist and out, out, out of order. But if she had come on and not, like, her behaviour is probably more offensive than the way she coloured herself. If she's not blind and she got an assistant to carry her out, like, show this bit, to carry her out to the keyboards like that and she's not blind, that's the most offensive thing about that. And then to proceed to do the head thing. Rude. Anyway, John Joe Flood has said, have you watched Bo Burnham's new Netflix special? Um, and that's a question for both you and Ben. Directed at you for your opinion on the content and to Ben on the intricacies of the self-production of the special. Have you seen it? No. Shocker. Ben has not watched the comedy special on Netflix. Stunned. But yeah, Bo Burnham basically made us a whole... And again, I don't know. People See people calling things specials now? Like, um, to me it should be stand-up, first and foremost. That's what a special is. Like, Andrew Schultz did a special where he just did what he was doing on Instagram. And it was like... You know, people I loved it. I thought it was fine, but it was too short, and I prefer an hour stand-up. Um, I thought Bo Burnham special, right, first and foremost, it was very innovative. It was a very um, well-worked piece, and obviously it's doing very well. But as a comedian, I do think Bo Burnham's very good, and I do think the stuff he has done before has been good. Didn't find that one funny. I thought it was, like, maybe a wee bit too, you know, oh, I'm very smart, look what I can do. I know all this... I can do all these funny, quirky... Just be funny. You know, ultimately, that was my view on it. And people are probably going, oh, you're probably... Yeah, of course I'm jealous. Bo Burnham's a big, rich bastard and he gets to live his dreams. But at the same time, you know, I thought maybe people lose sight of what's good sometimes because it's like, oh, it's really flashy and a lot of technology and really hard to do. You know, didn't find it funny. I find it irritating the parts. You know, just his wee annoying whiny voice. Anyway, thanks for the question, John Joe. Owen has said, we forgot about Shane's Chinese Louis Spence and Pricey's interactions with the southern bartender way too quickly. Will they ever make a return? No, because Boytown's never coming back, not even for a one-off episode. Because when we did do a one-off episode, it was not a Boytown episode. It was an episode of TV Man I hated that. So yeah, Boytown is done forever. Matthew Kirkpatrick Kirk has said, Hitting a stag do with lads this weekend in Belfie, which assumes Belfast. Please don't use words like that with me. Thinking of doing some real slide of the stag. Um, A.K.A. C.J. Not, not a Morris. La Nut Nutter. Any ideas? Ah, so the stag must be called C.J. Not a Morris or La Nut or La Nutter. I thought you meant that you were going to do something to his testicles, which, by the way, I thought they were three testicle torture techniques, which I was like, don't... Don't torture the guy's testicles because if he's getting married, he might need his testicles to, you know, reproduce. Or if he's, you know, maybe marrying somebody of the same gender, maybe he needs his testicles to produce, you know, the cream for the pie, let's just say. But um, I think, love the pod, by the way. Yeah, animal, thank you, Matthew. I think um, what you could do, I mean, I've been involved in a lot of stag do's. And I've been best man a lot of times, and I've always had a good time. I think what you need to maybe do is focus less on the, the showy elements of, like, tying them up or fucking... What I'm saying is embarrass the stag a bit in terms of maybe a, a weird outfit here and there, 
But bear in mind, some of the greatest memories you will make with your male friends are in stag do's. Sometimes, and then once you get married, those sort of things, Ben will testify this, are few and far between, aren't they? You don't just get to hang around with your mates as much when you're married to the family, you have other commitments. So enjoy the stag do, make it a holiday to remember, um, and definitely take out a lot of cash when you go to adult dance establishments because if you're a bank card, you're fucked. That's all I'm saying. Um, Helen, eight star, good to have you back, has said, hey Dave, great weather to go on holiday in the UK. Yes, again, if you're listening via audio, get onto YouTube and subscribe. Tell your friends. In fact, I want to see loads of people sharing the podcast this week and I want people to be saying, oh my God, have you seen how tan Dave Elliott is? Please go to his YouTube and subscribe and look at how tan he is. I want to see people posting pictures of me being all tanned. I want to see it all over social media and I'll share it all out, just me being tanned. I don't want nicknames for myself as a bronzed goddess. Um, but Helen say, we have recently welcomed the German Shepherd puppy into our home. 11 week old Walter, what a sweet name. And he is the cutest boy, by the way. Cheeky looking wee piece of work, but very cute. Um, I was wondering if you had any tips to A, get him to stop thinking the whole house is his private toilet, and B, how to get him to sleep past 5am. It's like having a newborn. Well, for us with Vinny, our, our puppy's now five months old. And by the way, he was the hardest thing that I missed about being holiday. I missed that guy so much. I've just basically been in his face ever since we got back. And it's been great. But, um... Honestly, for us, I would say, first and foremost, he is a dog. And that's something that I think is important. I think too often people treat dogs like they're just little mini people. Did you agree with that, Ben? Like they're just, you don't treat them like a dog. Don't give them too much affection. Don't give them too much freedom. Because if they get too much affection and too much freedom, they become bad dogs. So Vinny, we would like initially, he was crate trained. So whenever we got him from the guy that shaved his asshole for him, he told us, you know, he's crate trained, he'll do his business outside, and to be fair, he did, he's peed in the house maybe once or twice, but, um, he was great, popped him in the, the crate, whenever, make the crate a good experience, put nice stuff in there, it's all good, and then make sure that whenever the dog's out, they get a lot of affection, and also, I don't let Vinny upstairs in our house, or on the sofas, because again, he's a dog, he's not a person, and now he's the most obedient dog, I just take him everywhere, and that's another thing I would say, if you want to do stuff with the dog, as in you want to bring the dog places, or be, you know, part of the family, bring the dog with you everywhere. I bring my dog to the pub, to the coffee shop, the walks, um, anywhere, shopping. I tie him up outside. I actually dress him up like he's a person and pretend that he is he is my wee auntie. I put him in I put him in the trolley dressed as a wee auntie and then that's how I just just get him used to things. I mean, Helen, I could probably talk to you for hours at length about dog training now because I love it. But definitely look at doing some dog training with them. Read, in fact, my wife told me to read the dog training books and then bother my arse. And I'm the best trainer out there. And dog loves me, so fuck you. But yeah, definitely treat like a dog. And Michael Kerr, last question of the day, has said, Hey Dave, do you think grown men should be using TikTok? In a word, no. I think if you're over the age of mm, 17 and you're on TikTok... Probably should be being investigated by PSN. I was on TikTok for a brief period because was it you, Ben, that suggested it? You thought maybe doesn't know. TikTok's a fake world. Like TikTok, the videos might do well, but they don't translate on the like listens and podcasts. They don't translate the ticket sales. It's just uh the complete numbing of all attention and people just on TikTok being like. Ugh. 
I'll watch something for 10 seconds. And, like, realistically, who wants to see people dancing shit? Like, say if you're, like, Jordan Banjo or something, I'll watch you. See if you're um, Ashley Banjo, I'll watch you. But see if you're just a guy trying to... Don't watch it. You know, don't watch it. It's bullshit. And then, as well, if you're an older man, you know, apparently there's a lot more, like, provocative things going on there for, like, you know, young girls shaking their booties and stuff. And I think you don't want to get arrested for being a paedophile. You don't want to be Jimmy Savile, number two. So get off TikTok. If you're on TikTok and you're over 17, you're a problematic person. That's my... Ben, are you on TikTok? No. No. Are you on TikTok or are you just... You've got very sweaty all of a sudden. Are you on TikTok? No? I do have a TikTok account, yeah. Oh, wow. Get off it. Get off it. Because before you know it, your kids will be on TikTok and be like, Dad, what are you doing? What are you doing? So, no. My question is, grown men should not be using TikTok. I think grown men should probably not even be using a lot of social media, but unfortunately, I have to use it to fucking plug things and promote things. See, if I was able to just sell out stuff without having to promote it, I would never be on social media. But I'm just an old grumpy guy. And guys, speaking of old grumpy guys, it's been good to be back. I'm feeling less old and less grumpy now that I'm back doing the podcast. I hope you have missed me as much as I've missed you. And if you haven't, fuck you. But anyway, subscribe to the podcast, rate and review it. Get me to ask my own day and buy that NFT. Anyway, it's been a pleasure. Subscribe on YouTube, check out my tan, and I will see you next week. Peace. I'm the slack guy.